Okay, good evening, gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone. Um, believe it or not, the end of another uh, amazing, wonderful, supercharged week. It doesn't seem like it's been a whole week since we said that last time, but vice place it has been, right? Coin calendar's Thursday night, and the weeks are just flying by rapidly without really asking us our opinion on the matter. But yes, another wonderful Thursday night, another f- wonderful uh, get-together to enjoy a wonderful bowl or perhaps wonderful bowls, wherever the item is holding right now, of uh, Rabbi Aronson's award-winning challenge, and Parshas Baha'loisuch as well. Let's throw Parshas Baha'loisuch into the challenge pot over here. Parshas Baha'loisuch, packed Parsha. Packed Parsha, tons and tons and tons going on in Baha'loisuch. We do not have the time, the space, nor the resources to go through every single item in this Parsha, but let's try to focus on a couple things. A couple things that, that um, may get lost in the shuffle. I think get lost in the shuffle over here and the enormity of uh, the surrounding materials here and the surrounding matters in this parsha. <clears throat> um, let's let's focus on. Um, let's start by focusing on Yisroy. Jethro, Jethro. We heard of Jethro. Okay, Yisroy. So Yisroy comes up three places in the Torah. He gets passing mention in Parsha Shemois, pops up again in Parsha Yisroi, and then his story kind of comes to an interesting conclusion in Baha Loisacha. And, and Yisroi is like a, not just a, a person in the Torah, Yisroi is like a sugya. Sugya's got to be put together. Yisroi, we know, was the first convert. He came to Harsinai, either he came, he came before Mount Torah or after Mount Torah to be Mavakish the MS, to join Kla Yisroi. He precedes that in Parsha Shemais, he marries off his daughter Tzipoira to Moshe Rabbeinu. He searched for wisdom high and low, we know. He tried every religion out there and realized the Emes, the truth, is only with Yiddishkeit, with Judaism. And all of that comes to some kind of interesting conclusion in Parsha's Baaloisachah. Baaloisachah, he goes home. He goes home in this week's Parsha. And there's a discussion between Moshe and Yisroi as to whether or not he should go home. And Moshe seems to be kind of trying to convince him to stay. And Yisroi insists on leaving and he leaves. So they, this is, this is um, one, of the, one of the topics that's Baal It doesn't usually get as much attention because, again, it's surrounded by so much. But let's give it our attention this evening and this week and this year. Um, it's a strange kind of exchange, a strange kind of parchment. We're kind of left scratching our heads. Why exactly did Yisra leave? Why did he leave? And we can explore this parsha um, in a Talmudic sense as well. What was the vikuach? What's the shaklavatariya? There was a back and forth here between Yisra and Moshe, right? Yisra says, I'm going. Moshe says, please stay. Yisra says, I'm going. Moshe says, please stay. And Yisra says, I'm going. And he goes. That's essentially the, the parsha, and that's the section of Yisrael. But we know, you know, in Talmudics, when we learn a Gemara, there's always a, you know, behind the scenes, Shaklatariya. What was Rava really saying? What was Abai really responding? What was Rava really saying back? What was Rashi saying? What was Tosis really saying back? What was Rashi really saying back to Tosis? There's got to be a behind the scenes. So what's the behind the scenes in this conversation between Yisrael and Moshe? To ask it even more sharply, in a, in a more refined sense, what's the Nakudas Hamachloikas? Who knows that one over here? Guys, heard that one yet? The Rebbe, Rebbe uses that term. Nachman's Rebbe say that. The Kudas Hamachlegas. 
What's the point of contention? What's the debate all about? Should he stay? Should he not stay? Should he go? Should he leave? So let's look at the parish. Let's look at the psukim together inside and, and see what emerges and perhaps some very interesting things that may emerge from a closer inspection of the discussion between Maish and Yisrael. So says the Pasuk. This is Perak um, Yod, Pasuk Chavtes, chapter 10, verse 29. And it's page... Perak Yod, Pasuk Chavtes, chapter 9. Pasuk... Chavtes. I'm sorry, chapter 10, ha! Did I say chapter 9? Got you. That's a fake ad, but it means if you already if you hit nine, you should go past nine. Chapter ten, verse twenty-nine. Page seven eighty-five in the English and seven eighty-four in the Hebrew. So let let's read this together. Maisha said to Ben Ruel. So both of these are actually given as names of Yisrael from Midjan. That means his father-in-law. Uh, we're traveling to the place that Hashem said, We're traveling to Eretz Yisrael. Yisrael, we're about to go. And at this point, they were about to go, right? They were a three days' journey away from, from, from Eretz Yisrael. They could have, if not for the episode of the spies, which is next week's parsha, Parsha Shlach. Whose bar mitzvah parsha is that, Parsha Shlach? Shloimi Reber, that's right. Very good. So if not for the episode of the spies that happens... In uh, next week's parasha, they really would have gone into Eretz Yisrael. Parshas, they would have, they would have been privileged to go in immediately. Yeah, they would have gone in right away. Um, so they're about to go. They're getting ready. They're rare, rearing and, re- and ready to go. So Moshe says to Yisrael, "Come, jump on, jump on the bandwagon. We're going into Eretz Yisrael. Let's go." Travel with us. Come with us. Come with us. And we're gonna, we're gonna. It's gonna be good for you, Yisrael. It's gonna be good for you. Hashem deeper Yisrael because Hashem has said good things for Klai Yisrael. Baimra Elav's Yisra says back, Loy Elech, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. Himel Artivel Malati Elech, I'm going back home. Going back to my birthplace, back to my own home, to my hometown. Strange a little bit, no? Again, we understand, I think everyone here understands that you have to explore this on a, on a like a, a, a Shakhvatari level, a Tamaruk level. What was Maisha saying? What was Yisra saying? What's Maisha's pitch? And why is Yisra refusing? Yisra says back, no, I'm going home. So Maisha tries again, Baimra. Don't abandon us, don't leave us. It's appropriate to come with us because you, you've stuck with us this whole time. You've encamped with us, you've been with us through thick and thin. You can continue to be for us a guide. You'll be a guide for us. You'll help us with your wisdom. What Moshe is alluding to is that you, Yisra already gave a lot of advice, right? And the moment he shows up, he gives Moshe good advice. Moshe takes his advice. And Hashem agrees with the advice. Moshe says, He's They'll come with us. All the goodness that Hashem is going to do with us, He's still going to do with you. He's going to do with you too. So what happens? We don't hear what happens. We don't hear what happens. It says Yisrael, go for the, 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 for the second argument, or does he go home? Does he go home? So um, Rashi understands that he still goes home. He goes back home. He goes back home. We're not told Yisrael's response over here, but Moshe again holds out for Yisrael to remain, but he goes back home, and Rashi actually, the way Rashi understands it, we have a puzzle a long time ago in Parshish Yisrael 
that says that Yisrael went back home, and Rashi says that that's, that happens over here, that Yisrael in, in the end went back. He went back in the end. So questions like this. Questions like this. What's going on over here? What is the discussion? What's Moshe's sales pitch to Yisrael to try to get Yisrael to stay? And why does Yisrael demur? Why does Yisrael not, not, not go with the pitch? And, and Moshe comes up with another pitch that Yisrael still doesn't, doesn't um, take him up on the offer of. What was Moshe's argument in trying to get Yisrael to come to Israel? And why does Yisrael not want to go to Eretz Yisrael? And why does Moshe try a second time? So let's look very carefully what Moshe says, what Yisrael says back, and what Moshe says back again. So what does Moshe say? Moshe says, Yisrael, come with us. Come to the place where Hashem, that Hashem is giving to us. Come with us and we'll be good for you. Hey, Tav Nulach, we'll do good things for you. That's interesting that Moshe says that, right? What would we expect Moshe to say? It will be good for you. It will be good for you. Excellent. That's what Moshe should have said. Come with us and it will be good for you. But Moshe doesn't say that. Moshe says, come with us and will be good for you. We'll do good things for you. What do you mean? <laughs> Coming to Israel is good for us. It's good for you, right? What's good for the for the goose is good for the gander. So it's good for the Jews. It's good for Yisrael. Why say will do good for you? And look what he says. Hashem has said has said good things for Klai Yisrael. That's also a little strange because we're addressing Yisrael, who is what? A convert. And when Moshe says Hashem has promised good things for Klai Yisrael, that would seem to be almost a little bit cruel to allude to the fact that Yisrael is not a, a, a born member, a naturally born member of Klai Yisrael, that Yisrael is a convert. So the, the, whole, the whole pitch is a strange pitch. What's Moshe saying? Moshe is saying, come with us to Eretz Yisrael, and we'll be very good for you over there, we'll do good things for you over there, because Hashem has promised good things for us. For us. Saying that don't go back to your land because you're part of us. But he says Yisrael, Yisrael means Kla Yisrael, not the Geirim, not the converts. He could have said Hashem Dibar Toiv Aleinu on us. Again, he, both times Moshe doesn't say us. He doesn't include Yisrael with the Jews. He's saying, come to Eretz Yisrael because we'll do good things for you over there. Not that it'll be good for us and for you over there. We'll do good things for you over there. And we'll do good things, good things for you over there because Hashem has promised good things for us. Very strange. And what's Yisrael's reply? I'm not going to come. I'm going to go back to my homeland, to where I was born. Now, isn't that also a little strange? Yisrael at this point is a gear. He's a convert. What is he saying? He's saying he has still an attachment to the to the motherland, right? To the to the uh, you know to the uh, his mother country. He still has like a sentimental attachment. He has a connection. He, he, he's a convert. He converted. He's a gear. He became part of the fold. He became part of the flock. He became part of the tribe. So what's he saying back? No, I'm not coming with you to Eretz Yisrael. I'm going to go back to my homeland. What homeland? You're part of us now. You converted. So what's Yisrael's reply? The, the, the closer we examine this, the stranger that it gets. And then Moshe tries a second time. What's Moshe adding the second time over the first time? Let's see what he says the second time. By Yermer, Moshe says... Don't abandon us. You've guided us. You've been with us in the desert. You've been a guide. You've, you've, you've helped us out. So what's that supposed to mean? 
He's saying we need you to come into Eretz because we need you as a guide. Because you guided us in the Midbar, that's why you should come. And again, if Yisrael is saying he wants to go to his homeland, what kind of response is this to that? I, I understand you want to go to your homeland, but you were a guiding light for us, so stay with us. That seems a little bit selfish, right? If Yisrael is saying, I want to go home, I miss, I, miss, you know, I miss my backyard, I miss my horses, I miss my sheep, I miss my farm, I miss the apple orchard. That's what Yisrael is saying, it sounds like, right? So much saying, but, but, but you've helped us out so much. Isn't that a little bit selfish? A little bit selfish? You stay because you helped us out. So Rabbi say, what's the shackle vitaria? What's the back and forth? What's the nakudas amachlekes? So I want to look at one more thing that I think gives the whole thing away, and we're going to build from there onwards and upwards. Let's look back again at what Moshe says to Yisrael. There's one more key element that Moshe mentions to Yisrael, which is the clue that really unlocks the whole thing. Let's see if we can pick up on it, Rabbi. Say one word. Well, three words. Okay, three words. The three words is not a lot much. There's not a whole lot more than one. So let's see this together. Moshe says to Reuel, his father-in-law, we're traveling to the place. To which place? Where are they going to? Eretz Yisrael. And what Hashem say? We're going to the place that Hashem told us that I'm going to give this place, this land, Lachem. Who's Lachem going on? For us. Again, for us. For you. And not for Yisrael. What's Moshe telling Yisrael? Come with us. Come join us as we go to the land that Hashem promised us, the promised land. But Hashem promised to whom? No. Again to Klai Yisrael. And again, it seems to be a taunt and a tease to Yisrael. He's teasing Yisrael. Come join us in the promised land. Who did Hashem promise the land to? To Klai Yisrael. Come join us as we go to, as we go to Eretz Yisrael that was promised to us and not to you. What does he mean, was promised to us and not to you? What does Moshe mean with that? Yisrael again is what? Yisrael is a convert, a, a ger. Rabbi Yisrael, a ger, does a ger get a portion in Eretz Yisrael? No, a ger does not get a chilek in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is apportioned amongst the shvatim, amongst all the tribes, uh, but you had to have been born into the tribe. You have to have been born into Klai Yisrael. A ger does not get a chilek in Eretz Yisrael. A ger does not receive a portion in Eretz Yisrael. And if we look at the Pasuk very carefully, Moshe is referencing this halacha. It's mamash what he's speaking here. Come join us as we go to the land that Hashem promised us. And the question then arises, why would it be that in trying to convince Yisrael to come to Eretz Yisrael, he's going to mention the very point that's a sore point to Yisrael? Why is Moshe going to mention that? If he wants to make a sales pitch, come join us on our journey to Eretz Yisrael. Is it in his best interest to mention the very point that Yisrael is probably a little bit upset about? And not only that, once we see that Moshe is actually mentioning, come to the land that was promised to us and not to you, that puts Yisrael's response in a whole, in a whole new light. What was Yisrael's response? Loy Eilech, I'm not going to go to your land. Kim el artsi. The, the emphasis is on the Chirik Yud over here. First person possessive. I'm going to go to my land. Aha. Something is beginning to emerge over here, Rabbi Yisai. We begin to pick up on what the Nekudas HaMachlekes is. 
what the debate is over here between Yisra and Moshe has something to do with the fact that this is not Yisra's land. When Yisra says, I'm going to go back to Midjan, he doesn't, he's not, doesn't mean to say, I'm going to go back to my land because I miss the sheep, I miss the rolling meadows, I miss the clear streams, I miss the trout in the, in the springtime, and I miss the snow in the, in the, in, in, in the fall, and I miss the, the cows in the winter. He's not, he's not saying any of that stuff. The apples, the crisp apples. And he says, I miss my land. He's not saying, I'm going to go to my land. It's not sentimental at all. He's rather responding to Moshe. He's saying, you're right, Moshe. This land, Ersol, is not my land, it's your land, right? You guys know that, you know, sometimes you say, this land is my land, this land is your land? Is that how it goes, something like that? So, so Yisrael is saying, this land is your land, this land is not my land. And that's exactly why I want to go back home, I want to go to my land. But that's just the beginning. This is clearly just the first step, because, again, we need to take this further now. Why is it that Moshe is trying to convince him to come to Eretz Yisrael in spite of the fact that this is not his land? And why would Moshe even mention that? Moshe is like thumbing his nose at him. Moshe is at best taunting Yisrael, teasing Yisrael. And why would Moshe do that? And what is going on behind the scenes and beneath these scenes over here in Moshe saying come to our land in spite of the fact that it's not your land and Yisrael saying no, I'm going to go back to my own land. So far so good. So we made a lot of progress of you. We unearthed a, a, a certain amount of, of new ideas, new, new insights, but we have to take that further. So let's start with this question. Why would Moshe deliberately go out of his way to tell Yisrael, come to, uh, come to the land that Hashem promised us? Why would he do that? But he's clearly telling Yisrael, Asher etein lochem, etein lochem, Hashem promised us, not you, but come. So why would, I, why would he say that to Yisrael? Terrence, look at the next part of the Pasuk. Lecha itanu ve'itavnu lach. Come with us, and what does Moshe say? It will be good for you. We will do good for you. As Menachem Tzvi picked up on earlier, Moshe is not telling him that it'll be good for you in Eretz Yisrael, but he's saying will be good for you in Eretz Yisrael. Now, why did Moshe not say it'll be good for you in Eretz Yisrael? We understand why he didn't say that because he doesn't have a chalik there. He doesn't have a portion there. Yisrael's not going to get his own homestead in Eretz Yisrael. He's not going to get to stake a claim to Eretz Yisrael. That's a Moshe saying, we're going to be good for you. But what does that mean that we're going to be good for you? So says the Shlach Kaddish, a phenomenal insight over here. You know what Moshe was really saying? Once we've established this idea that there seems to be a, a back and forth, a shaklavataria, a debate about should Yisrael go to a land where he doesn't have a portion or should he go back to his land where he has a portion? And, and, and Moshe is trying to convince him to come to Eretz Yisrael, even though he doesn't have a portion over there. Why should he come there then? Why should Yisrael go to Eretz Yisrael if he doesn't have any chelik in Eretz Yisrael? The answer is, who does have a chelik in Eretz Yisrael? The Shvatim Kla Yisrael. And that's why Yisrael should come. Because Kla Yisrael has a chelik in Eretz Yisrael. Because Kla Yisrael has a portion there, that's why Yisrael should come? Yes, because... We're going to be good for you if you're together with us in Eretz Yisrael. what does that mean? That means, it means like this. What's the point of having a portion in Eretz Yisrael? And you know something? Every tribe has a portion in Eretz Yisrael. And we're told, the Rishonim tell us, that each and every Jew has a plot of land in Eretz Yisrael. Each and every one of us over here, each and every Yid, has his own Dalet Amis, his own... Four by, four by four Amis, his own chilek. Each and every one of us, you know, if we would know how to pinpoint it, 
we could stake a claim. Each and every one of us has a distinct Dalit Amis. We say, you know, four square, 16 square Amis, four by four Amis, waiting for us in our soul with our name on it. Um, Lahavdil, I have two square feet of land in um, Scotland. I actually do. Um, I do, I do. I have the proof at home. Um, there's a uh, Scotch distillery and um, I don't know where this is, the Highlands or the Island of Skye or somewhere in Scotland, yeah? One of these regions. And they, it's called Lefroyig. The Lefroyig, anyone heard of Lefroyig before? It's a certain brand of Scotch. It's very smoky, right Menachem? Extremely smoky. And uh, when you buy a bottle of Lefroyig, you get a little leaflet that comes out of the bottle that says, go to such and such website to register for your plot of, of, of Scottish land. We're going to give you one square foot of land on our distillery, and whenever when you come to visit us next time, we'll give you a, a flag from your country. You'll plant your flag. We'll show you where your square square foot is over there in the Lafroy Lafroy Distillery in Scotland. Send Menachem to be there. Send Menachem to take it out for us. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust him. He's going to take it for himself. He'll take it for himself. So we, over the course of the you know last uh, I don't know 10, 15, 20 years, we, we bought not just one but twice. We bought bottles of Lafroy. So I have two square feet of land in Scotland. Okay, but that's La Havdo, Rabbi said. That's I haven't gone yet. I haven't visited. I don't. I haven't checked up on my land yet. But I never heard. I never pay attention. Yitro not deserve to be a part of Eretz Israel, but they give him Yericho. They give him Yericho. So what is? Not as a Nachlo. Yeah, they give him as a city. As a city. Yeah, like the Levim also got cities. Okay, so every Jew has his own square chunk of Eretz Yisrael. Each and every one of us, right? Each and every, every one of us in the room has Dalad Amis. Why is it that a, that a Jew has their own Dalad Amis in Eretz Yisrael? Why is it the tribes have to be a portion, uh, a portion of Eretz Yisrael? The answer is, every Jew has a mission. Every Jew has, has a mission to accomplish. Every Jew has an objective. Do we all have the same objective? No. Each and every one has, has a different assignment, has a different objective, has a different mission to accomplish over here. And the ideal place for us to accomplish that mission under ideal circumstances is when we're living in Eretz Yisrael, when we have a base on Mikdash, and when we're all located and united with our chunk of land in Eretz Yisrael. The, er, the, 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 the uh, land of Eretz Yisrael, when the Shekhinah is present, when Hashem is present there, when we have a base on Mikdash, it's a land that is connected to uh, the, 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 uh, we, 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 there's an idea of the lower base HaMikdash is connected to an upper base HaMikdash. This is the, the, the connective point between the, the upper realms and the lower realms. This is where Hashem runs the world through. This is how Hashem, where Hashem uh, uh, gives blessing to the entire universe through Eretz Yisrael. So when a Jew is living in Eretzel on his plot of land, his tribe's portion, doing what he's supposed to be doing, he is fully charged, fully activated, and fully equipped to accomplish his objective here in this world. When he is united and located in his plot of land. And when a Jew is fully united and fully equipped with accomplishing his mission and his, his assignment in this world, he is 
perfecting the world and he's earning his place in Olam Haba. So this is putting a lot of big ideas together very, very quickly. So the ideal place for a Jew to be serving God, to be fulfilling his mission, to be carrying out his assignments, is when he is located in his, his personal plot of land with a base HaMikdash, with the Shekhinah directing him and channeling his efforts and energies, and he's able to be active and present over there and bring harmony and world order and more Shekhinah, more divine presence in this world, and he earns his Ayam Haba. A ger, a convert, does not have a portion in Eretz Yisrael. Does not have a portion in Eretz Yisrael. So how's a convert supposed to earn his share in Olam Haba? What's a convert's assignment? He doesn't have an individual portion. He doesn't have a chilek. He doesn't have his own personal connection. He doesn't have his own personal dalamas. He doesn't have his own personal, you know, um, zone within this pipeline of brach that's coming down. How is a convert supposed to earn in Zaylam Haba? What's, what's a convert's assignment? What's a convert supposed to be doing? If the ger doesn't have a chilek in Eretz Yisrael? Excuse me, the answer is the, 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 the assignment of a ger is to be a fully, fully a part of the mission statement of Eretz Yisrael, of, 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 of Klai Yisrael, of the Jewish nation, and to, by being an additional member of the Jewish nation, to expand the mission statement of, 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 of Klai Yisrael. In other words, he's there to do his very best at expanding the mission statements of, of, of Klai Yisrael, expanding the reach of Klai Yisrael, and expanding the activities of Klai Yisrael. Aguer is there to do what? To make a study of what Klai Yisrael does, and to be a part of what Klai Yisrael does. And he, yes, he has the right, he can latch on to any particular part of, 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 of Klai Yisrael. Moshe decided that Yericha was the appropriate place for Yisrael to be, but Aguer can latch on to any shape that he wants. He can latch on to wherever he, wherever he feels more of a of a, a you know of an affinity wherever he feels more in sync wherever he feels more um, of a connection and he says it's Naftali it's done it's Yisachar it's Yehuda I feel more of a commonality with Yehuda I'm going to expand what Yehuda does that's what a, a Ger's assignment is to expand Klaisrol to make more of Klaisrol and by being attached to Klaisrol picking up on what Klaisrol does and expanding and extending what Klaisrol does any particular shape that he wants. This is now his way of earning a chalik in Eretz Yisrael. This is how he does it. So far, so good. This is how the Ger does it. Which means that the best way for a Ger, for a convert, to earn his Eilam Haba, when Klai Yisrael is fully active, is fully doing their mission in Eretz Yisrael, is to be a part of the action in Eretz Yisrael, is to learn from what Klai Yisrael is doing, to expand and extend what Klai Yisrael is doing, to see what Klai Yisrael is doing, and take it further, to take it a step further. And that's what Moshe was telling Yisrael. What's Moshe telling Yisrael? Travel with us and it'll be, will be good for you. Will be good for you. Why is he not saying it will be good for you? Because it would be referring to Eretz Yisrael. It would be referring to just being present in the promised land. Moshe can't say that it will be good for you. It'll be good for you to be present in the promised land. Because just being present in the promised land is not where Yisrael is getting his um, assignment and his mission statement fulfilled by being present. Because he doesn't have a personal chalik in Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't have that personal chalik. 
where is Yisrael going to get his fulfillment? Be a part of us. Come, look what we're going to do there. Emulate us, connect, attach yourselves to us, and we'll be very good for you. It'll be very good for you to be attached to us. It's going to come from you being attached to us. Yisrael, come along. I know you don't have a portion there to stroll. I'm anticipating that. But come with us nevertheless, because being connected to us, that's the best thing for you. You're going to be able to extend, expand Klaistral. You're going to be an attachment and, and Mamela part of Klaistral, and that's how you're going to get your Elam Haba. Yes? What was the answer? Oh, very good. So we're only halfway through. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. So what was Taka the answer? That, that's, that's the next question that has to be asked. So what's Yisra saying back? So here the Shalad doesn't tell us what he was saying back. Well, the Shalad has one approach that maybe initially he didn't understand Moshe, and then Moshe did explain, but he still, but we still are left wondering why did he still go back? So what is he saying back? Yisra's response is, although it's true that you're telling me that I can extend and expand the mission statements of Klai Yisrael by being present with them in Eretz Yisrael, I want to do it differently. I'm going to go back home because my understanding, says Yisrael, the way I understand the sukkah, he wasn't bitter at all. Yisrael's not bitter. He's not upset. He's not burnt out. He's not saying, well, if I can't get a portion of Israel, this is not for me. This is not for me. I'm going to go home. That's not what he's saying. Yisrael is a mature individual. Yisrael is a well-thought-out person. What's he saying that I'm going to go home? What he's saying is, I have another way of understanding the sugyo. Moshe, you hold that the best way for me to accomplish my mission as a, 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 conver- a convert, a member, of, originally a guy that joined the Jewish nation, is to extend the reach of the Jewish nation to make Yehuda bigger, to make Yisachar bigger, to make Don bigger, to make Naftali bigger, and that's how I can be again a, a the best way possible. I hold the best way. What's my mission as a gear? My mission is Gullus. My mission is Gullus. My mission is to bring the teachings, the holiness, and the sparks of Klaisol to Gullus to go back to my homeland. That's why he wants to go back home. In other words, he's saying, I understand I didn't get a Chelek in Israel, and I'm not upset about it. I'm not bitter about it. That's okay. I got that. I'm a gear. But the fact that I don't have a chilek in Eretz Yisrael is not an indicator that I should be attaching myself to Klai Yisrael nevertheless. I should be expanding Klai Yisrael nevertheless. It's an indicator that my job as a gear lies where? Lies in Gaulus. Lies in my original homeland that me joining the tribe, joining Klai Yisrael, gives me an assignment that I'm supposed to go back to my origins. And, 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 and I yes, I agree with you, Maisha, that I'm supposed to extend and expand the reach and the holiness of Klai Yisrael, but I'm supposed to do it where I came from originally, go back there, go back to Gullus. So Yisrael represents the original uh, approach of the Gullusid, of the, of the Avoida, the task that a Jew has in Gullus. And that's what Yisrael was saying. Now ultimately, Moshe was telling Yisrael that he made the wrong cheshbin, that if Kla Yisrael right now is in Eretz Yisrael, you're not supposed to be in Gullus. Right now, you'd be a part of the action at the highest level possible, we're operating at the optimal right now, the optimum, we're at the peak, we're at the spitz. you got to be a part of the action over here. He's disagreeing with Yisrael and saying, you shouldn't be in Gullus right now, but where Yisrael is coming from, though, this basic approach, that there's an idea of an Avoid in Gullus, this is a real idea, and let's conclude, let's wrap up with that, and and let's, let's, let's wrap up with that, and, and focus in on, on where Yisrael is coming from. Yisrael was correct, but he was premature. Yisrael is correct that there's an idea of Klai Yisrael having an avoid in Gullus and, spo- and being in Gullus and supposed to being in Gullus, sp- supposed to be present in Gullus, 
and, and extending the reach and the holiness of Klai Yisrael to Golis, the problem is that Yisrael was premature. Yisrael held, well, if I don't have a portion in Eretz Yisrael, I should be in Golis right now. And Moshe is saying back, well, if Klai Yisrael is assigned to their portions, you should be a part of those portions. That's where he was incorrect. But where he is correct is, there's a time and a place where Boise said that none of us have our portion in Eretz Yisrael. I said earlier that each of us have a Dalad Amis. Each of us have four Amis in Eretz Yisrael. Do you know where your four Amis is? No. Do you know where yours is? No. I, I don't know where mine is either. None of us know. And none of us know what tribe we're from. And none of us know exactly where Yehuda is supposed to be. And, and, and Naftali and Yisach, we don't know what tribe we're from. Right now we're in the state of Gullus. In the state of Gullus, our Avoida flips and switches. When we're in the state of Gullus and we're not united and located on our plot of land in Eretz Yisrael, then our assignment is extend the reach and expand the teachings of Yisrael to the entire globe. There is such a concept of a Jew having an avoda lichatchil and golis. And I was by the Wells Fargo Center this earlier this week, Sunday night, they had the Adiri Atayra um, convention, conference. 30,000 Jews saying, Yehishmei Rabbi in one place, 30,000 Jews dancing, hearing a Sima Shaz. It was beautiful, it's phenomenal, it's amazing. And they quoted Reb Chaim Voloshner several times who said that the last stop of Kleisel and Golis, the last place where Torah is going to be present in Golis, is America. Reb Chaim Voloshner said this in the 1700s. Okay? He said this in the 1700s, early 1800s. The last stanzia, the last station. What was last Sunday? What? It was last Sunday. It's last, this was past Sunday night. Yeah. So Reb Chaim a Jew does, this is, Reb Chaim Voloshner was saying this already, and there's Reb Aaron Cutler, Fulfilled this by by erecting, you know, base measures Kavoya in Lakewood. There's an idea of having a task and having an assignment in Goldis. If a Yid can live in Eretz that's great, that's amazing. But he's not necessarily fulfilling his mission statement more in Eretz than the Jews that are in Goldis. This was Yisro's understanding, just that Yisro was premature. There is such an idea as having a, a, an assignment, a mission to carry out in Goldis. And when we don't have a base Hamikdash, and when we don't have the Shechina, and when we don't know what our portion in Eretz is, then yes, we're at a point where our mission is now to be finding those sparks and spreading those sparks and fanning those sparks into flames. May Arba Arts, be Arba Arts, everywhere that we find ourselves. Even in Scotland. Including us, including Scotland. Yes, that's correct. And this is Be'etz and the idea of Yisrael. So in other words, putting it all together, and this we have to, you know, if a Jew is able to go to Eretz Yisrael, that's great, that's amazing. And if you can move there, it's amazing. Most in, 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 in Chutzlarts don't have the ability to do it. It doesn't work for them. It doesn't work for their families. And one should not look at that as like, okay, I'm a failure. I would have loved to make it, but I can't make it. Rib Aaron Cutler and so many Gedalim before him and after him understood this idea that a Jew in Gaulis, when we don't have the Shekhinah, has a mission to fulfill Lichatchila in Gaulis. And this was Yisrael's perception as well in perspective. I have to go back home to expand and extend the Shechina there to give teachings over there. Just that he was ahead of his time because when Klai was the Shechina, the base on Mikdash, everyone's got to be there. But the idea, the outlook of Yisrael is the one that we have to, so long as we're still in Gullus, embrace and and fulfill with 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 uh, responsibility, Rabbi Yisrael. Let's take, find those sparks, let's fan them into flames, and let's be making our mission statements over here in the let's stanzi over here of Torah. Let's let's uh, make a proud stand for all things, all matters holy, and all things spiritual, and for the Shechina Hakadosha, and everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.